Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. When I heard the title To Pimp a Butterfly, the only reason that title made sense to me is I had heard this poet, and I wish to fuck I could remember her name because I really feel bad and I'd love to shout her out for this because I thought she came up with the, with the whole idea. But she was saying how black people are butterflies because we start off in a cocoon and the cocoon is kind of imposed by outside forces, right? And then after a while, those outside forces, they can step away and then we start to self-impose the cocoon. And then you have other entities that are coming in and they're pimping that struggle of us breaking out of that cocoon and becoming a butterfly. So when I heard that title, I was like, damn, that's dope. Not a single motherfucker wrote me about any of that or any of the content. All they talk about, the man, Kendrick, man. Yeah. Kendrick is the best rapper. Yeah. Man, it's the best album ever made. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Yeah. I don't even think they're really listening and sitting down and saying, this is what this album means. This is what these, these, these ideas mean. Because when you listen to an album like this, the fact that we now have people in the comment section calling us faggots and bitch niggas because we didn't review this quick and enough, coons. and coons. coons yeah. Oh, but you listened to Kendrick's album, didn't you? You listened to Kendrick's album and you processed what he's talking about, but we're fuck niggas, we're coons, we're faggots, we're bitch niggas because we didn't fucking review an album until a week later, and you really expect me to listen to your fucking opinion about this? Nah, man. Then a hip hop album review, man. Look, all you motherfuckers. Look, didn't I say calm the fuck down? This shit was gonna come out, man. Ain't what you said. Tell what you really. No, don't, don't say that. You don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> See, there go Ken again, no, trying to be Mr. Diplomatic. No, no. Hey, shut up, Troy. Get off the car, Troy. <laughs> <laughs> but look, to pimp a butterfly, Kendrick Lamar album review. Here we are. But before you do that, man, make sure you get Dead and Hip Hop to the next level, man. We t-shirt hustling out here. Go to deadandhiphop.com. Go copy your t-shirt. You see, look, look, look what we got on. You see that right there? Yeah, because we, we, we want to be our own bosses. We don't even call nobody bosses. Where's <laughs> <laughs> daddy? We don't even call them daddy. So yeah, help us be bosses, man. And follow your boy, BZ430 on Twitter. <laughs> I don't like how you just threw that in there. Oh my Alright man, if y'all don't want a shirt though, you can go to the uh, to the Dead and Hip Hop channel, man. Look in the right corner and look for uh, support this channel. Hit the donate button and then drop a few few dollars in there. Uh, for, for us, man. So alright, back to the review, album review, Kendrick Lamar to Pimple Butterfly. Okay, so coming off of Good Kid Mad City, I'm always intrigued of how an artist is gonna follow up a project when they gave you so much of who they are. Almost like 
not necessarily beginning to end, but you really got a, a really good glimpse and grasp of who Kendrick Lamar is through his adolescent years growing into a man. So I'm like, okay, well shit, I feel like I know everything now. So how do you come back? And, and to pimp a butterfly, first when I saw the title, I'm like, okay, what the fuck does that mean? And then when I hear the first track, Wesley's Theory, I'm like, okay, I wasn't fucking with I. Now I hear this, I'm not sure if I'm really gonna like this. And typically, that first track sets the tone for the rest of the project, and it really did. Um, so then it went to the, the For Free interlude, and I'm like, okay, this is cool. You know, Kendrick is now doing like a spoken word type piece. This dick ain't free. That shit was dope. So he's giving you, you know, a lot of, a lot of different aspects, you know what I'm saying? Like, like already from the beginning. Then King Kunta comes on. And I'm like, oh man, okay. I'm not gonna like this album. This is not like, uh, I, I just, I, the whole funk thing, it, like that was a little bit before me. I really wasn't feeling it. So I'm like, man, like this shit, I really didn't want Kendrick's album to go this way. You much funk growing up in the house? Nah, not too much oh, funk. Bachata is relatively new, salsa, merengue, and hip hop. So, okay, so Institutionalized came on, and that's when Kendrick finally grabbed my attention with this project. I'm like, okay, this is more the Kendrick that, that, that I wanted. And then when These Walls came on, I was like, okay, so, so he, he's gonna make like a whole song about being inside of, you know, some, some walls. And then, I, li I like how that, that, that song came about though, because you know, that first part, that first verse was him, uh, you know, um, talking about this girl that he was being sexually active with and how, you know, eventually she has, she's a baby mom that her dude is in jail and all of that. And in that second verse, you see the transition in that third verse, he's talking about these walls from the, 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 the baby daddy's perspective being locked up and how you can fucking come from being inside the walls to, to, to talking about a dude being locked behind some walls and what all of that can, like how, how you make that go together. I, I don't understand how artists can do that, man. And, and I think that that's the beauty and the brilliance of artists like Kendrick. And I'm not even gonna call him a rapper because what this album proved to me is that, you know, he doesn't necessarily create the soundscapes and all of these things that, you know, typically people want to say is artistry like a Kanye or something like that. But just his mind and how he's able to put this project together and give you glimpses of who he is still, where he is now, how fame and wealth and everything is starting to, you know, how he's messing with them. Also talking about everything that's happening in the world that's so crazy. You, I thought it was so interesting how, like, Kendrick's sister has gotten pregnant, you know, as a young teen and everything. He alludes to that, where, like, he's reaching hundreds of thousands of people consistently. And everybody say, oh, you saved me from this, or, you know, like, they could relate but he couldn't even relate to the closest person to him. And even and, and even though, you know, on Keisha's song, you know, he said that his sister was 11 when he sat down and pressed play, and it still didn't get to her. So that's, you know, I could see how Kendrick was going through all of those feelings and emotions, and the way he was able to just pour it out on an album. This whole project is dope, but the two standout tracks for me, because it, it kind of, as the album kept going, it, it kind of went away from that funk thing. And that's when I really started to enjoy it. All right, 
um, and hood politics. Those two joints right there, those are the ones that bump and whip right there. Like, I bump them shits heavy. Um, and then, you know, how much a dollar costs, how he's talking about, you know, having that mentality of like, I need all of this. Like, I've, I've grinded and hustled, like, fuck you, you know what I'm saying? Go get your own shit. And that dollar really cost them like a space in heaven. And sometimes, you being that ignorant could cost you a lot for a little, you know what I'm saying? Regardless of the situation. Also, complexion with, um... Rhapsody. Yes. Rhapsody. Cause, yo, and shout out to Rhapsody, man, because Beauty and the Beast was dope as fuck. Um, I wish we had an opportunity to review it, but we didn't, but that was dope. And all of that dopeness from that project spilled onto complexion, man. And then, I'm gonna just talk about Mortal Man. Like, I don't think I've ever heard an album finish so, so dramatically. Um, and especially how it comes from I, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and how it goes into Kendrick writing this thing for Pac, and then it goes into that Pac interview. And then I love how he brings it back to the meaning of what to pimp a butterfly means, and he wants to ask Pac that, and Pac is gone at that point. So for me, it's always big when artists name tracks what they really are, when you stay within the context of what you're trying to explain. and. Kendrick mastered that beautifully. Um, I fucking love this album, man. <laughs> um, um, you know, one of the things that I, that I love about it is that it's, it's, it's so black. Like, it, it, <laughs> no, like for real, it, it's, it, it's so black, man. Like, you know, if you listen to it, it's, it's like there's so many elements of black culture just embedded in it. From, from we never should have gave these niggas money, from James Chappelle to all my life I had to fight, nigga. From color purple, like, and then just the soul and the jazz and the funk that you can connect with. Man, you can't get with the funk, man. Like, the, like George Clinton, the peep, man. And the thing about King Kunta, man, is like you listening to it, and that that bass line is just thumping, thumping, thumping. And then you know, I think when it gets to like the second verse, they start to add adding layers onto it, and then it just builds out from there. And man, I, you tripping, man. That that. Yeah, you tripping on that one. But anyway, so <laughs> so yeah, the soul, the jazz, the funk, and I think that, um, and then just just him addressing like a lot of the things that that happens, you know, in the black community, you know, the pimping out of, of black culture. The other thing I like about this, and, and you got to talk about like what's the follow up to Good Kid, Bad City, and can you top that? And then he comes along with this project, and I think that they touch on different elements of his life. Uh, obviously, you know, of course, him being a kid and growing up and it told that story now, but now we kind of hearing the challenges and, and the struggles that he went through now that he made it out. Like he said on the album, it's survivor's guilt. Like, you know, I, I made it out of that, but then yet there are people still there and then I'm, I'm leaving one world for another world that's just as dangerous. You know, it presents diff different elements um, <clears throat> that I necessarily wasn't prepared for and it sent them into this depression. And, and the way he kind of structured this whole thing and put it together, you know, it, it really, like, it it took time for me to really get through all of it when I'm listening to it because even the narrative part where he's, he's starting to build on that, like, I didn't pick that up until 
what, six or seven listens because, you know, I'm in and out of listening to the album. And Ken, what about how he introduced Lucy to everything too? I thought that was real interesting. Like, because, because you know, obviously you're gonna struggle with uh, such a drastic mm -hmm. change like that, right? Like, when you're just K-Dot and then now you're Kendrick Lamar worldwide, you know what I'm saying? But how Lucy is now influencing all of that too and how, um, I forgot, I can't remember the name of the song, but he was like, yeah, Lucy knows the Bible too. Yeah, for, for, for sale. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, so I, I, it was just so in depth, man. Like, it was just so well thought out. But you know the interesting part about For Sale and how that's him having a conversation, you know, with Lucy the Devil, right? Is that the track is so pleasant. You know, it sounds so so nice and free and uplifting. And, and that's how, you know, they say he comes to you and, you know, and, and really dece deceitful like that. So, um, so, yeah, I thought that that was dope too, man. I think the other thing that when you look at... I, Terrence Martin, man, I, I think he's, he's done an outstanding, outstanding job. And I think that all the other producers that were uh, featured on this album, really, like he has some of the best that are out right now, from Terrence Martin to Robert Glasper. Um, he had a track from Knowledge. He had a uh, Flying Lotus was on this thing. Thundercat. Um, Thundercat, you know, it, like you have to work with great people to put out great work. And they, because they're so ingrained in what they do, they were able to craft the sound. He spends a lot of time talking to them, you know, and learning because he really cares about, you know, the quality of work that he puts out. So when they sat down and constructed this album, I think that's what, it, it, this is what you got. So, um, and I think the other thing that I thought was really, really good was was his use of features because the album was, was ultimately him, but he used the features on this particular album as they were, like, like they were instruments as well. And the way he placed, the way he used Snoop, the way he used Ronald Osley. Like Ronald wasn't singing the whole hook. It was James Fauntleroy, and then Ronald just came in and just closed out. Yeah, just closed it out. Like the loud with, 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 with the bridges and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. The, the other, the chick, Anna Wise. Anna Wise. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Anna Wise. So, so even even that, man, like the attention to detail that was that was in this album was, was just, Phenomenal, man, and I, I think it's just a, a, a great body of work. And then even going to um, to the last track because this album has so so much in it. It's uplifting when you get to I, and you really need I because of everything else that preceded it. Because it's so you know at times depressing and dark and 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 just heavy. So when you get to I, you're like, man, I, I needed a break. So you get to I, and then you know you go from I, and then you go to to you ain't got a lot to kick it. And he's like, man, you ain't got to do that. Like you know, you can be who you are. And that's how Kendrick Lamar was able to get to where he was at, because it was on a track on his first EP, uh, "Let Me Be Me," the Kendrick Lamar EP, when he made this shift to just put out this type of music, because hip hop was filled with people putting out the same thing. And he was like, you know, and he didn't want to fit in with everybody else. He wanted to fit out. And, um, and he didn't know if it would work, and here we are now talking about it. But, you know, it, and so it's deep, it's depressing, it's, it's just all these things, and it's, it's spiritual as well. So you get to Mortal Man with Tupac, and you can look at him as like this type of guardian angel. You know, so he's had a talk with the devil, and then it's Tupac to kind of have that conversation with him about just how he saw things and how, you know, he's had to deal with it. And then for him to read that point, and then he's just gone. You know, and the way the, the beat was, was all, the, the instrumental was great and how they, they made it, uh, how they built that climax into it and how it just swelled towards the end. <coughs> to create, yeah. At Q Got No Rings uh, tweeted this to me. Um, of uh, Six Man of Dead End Sports every Tuesday, 9 p.m. Uh, Blah Talk Radio. 
He um he tweeted this to me. He said uh two pop two he said two pimp a caterpillar a caterpillar, which of course you take the number two and then the P and the C from all over like Tupac. Um, it's, I, I didn't even pick that out, but I thought that I was interested in that he did. Um, so, um, what? I didn't say anything, man. Go ahead. No, I mean, I, you know, hey, it, it, it <clears throat> might be there, it might not, but I, I think I have to acknowledge that, you know, that it that it did. That's I'm not, crazy. Buy that? I don't know, man. I, that's crazy, though. They be thinking like that, man. He, he possibly could. I, I, I mean, if you're going to think this deep into an album, yeah. I mean, I, mean I, I wouldn't put it past them. I definitely wouldn't put it past them. Okay. Yeah, no. I'm just saying. I wouldn't put it past them. Man, so. Seems like I, a stretch. I really do enjoy this album a lot. I mean, this has been replay value for this. is very high. I think, yeah, I disagree with you. I love the, that first track. It takes me back to that doggy style, that mm -hmm. old, that chronic West Coast, that just old school it's West Coast. So yeah, man. And like George Clinton, it just, it, it puts me in that mold when he started the album off that way. So I'm like, <laughs> this is, this love. And then King Kunta. That shit remind me of like some DJ Quick. Don't don't that give you like a DJ Quick type of DJ vibe, Quick, man? And the thing, uh, and the, dog yeah, pound yeah, from, from yeah, the dog like, man, like and the thing about that funk, that's, 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 that's West Coast. That's West Coast. That's what I'm like, saying. That's yep. West Coast, yeah, man. That's what they like pretty much bred on. Yeah, man. yeah, that's, that's the bread and butter sound. One thing I do love about this album is like Kendrick could have easily went like the easy route and went to it like a made another Section 80 type or, or Good Kid, Mad City type of album as far as production. But he really took a risk with the production, I think, on this album, man. And it, and it paid off well because I think with this album, sort of like, sort of like Good Kid, Mad City, how it was kind of like a story, I think this was more just like an experience, I guess. Like each song, I think, had like its own different experience, you know, rather if you want to tie it into Good Kid, Mad City or to whatever else, any other albums that he made. I just felt like every track, I got an experience or something. Be institutionalized, you know him. You know talking about him taking his boys to uh, BET Awards and they still got the mentality like, oh, these, look at all these people with this jury on. I feel like I want to rob somebody. I want to rob folks or whatever. So then with these walls, how he go talk the first two verses about him going in some the JJ walls, pink cord color coordinated and stuff. I'm like, okay, that's clever. And then talk about the prison's wall, how you know, homeboy had shot his friend from uh, Sing About Me off um, Good Kid, Mad City. Um, yeah, the complexion. I like. I like how he. How like. I like how this was sequenced very well. As far as he had complexion, and then black of the berry. Like you go from you, you use the slave mentality from that song with complexion, and then you go to black of the berry. How you go? Yeah, wasn't that crazy? How I think that transition from both of them songs was like was so amazing to me. Like then you go from that and Rhapsody verse. I think her verse was just like amazing. I'm like, wow. It's like she took her moment and owned it. Like, yeah. You know yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it was like, okay, this is I'm about to be on one of the biggest, you know, most popular albums for 2015. And she like yeah. like I said, she lived up to it and she delivered. Like she really delivered a stellar verse. And I, and I love how they set it up too yeah. and how they gave her her own stage yep. with yep. that transition. Yep, with the um, with the with the instrument. Oh, man, yeah. yeah. I loved it. That, that shit like, hit me wow. every time, man. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's because yeah. it's so moving, man. It like is, when you, is, man. I know, no. Mama. I love I love Mama because I'm when I saw he had knowledge on there. I'm like, oh man. I'm like a huge fan, and I'm like, how did he get knowledge out of there? And then shout out to um, Flying Lotus as well, man, too, for like bringing bringing that funk element back into this album as far as production on the production side and how much the dollar costs. 
Oh my god. I feel like giving a bum a dollar after when I left from work after hearing that song. Like, damn, for real? Like that's how that's how you feel? Like, hey, bum. hey yo, bum, come here for a second, bro. I'm just giving an example. But yeah, overall I thought this album was amazing. I really enjoyed it. Mortal Man was was amazing. I, I thought the Tupac, you know, interview was pretty clever. And then for sale, I wanna touch on for sale. That was when I heard that, I was like, man. Him and Andre 3000 just gotta do a track together, man. Like, I, I can hear Andre 3000 all on that for sale track. Him about, you know, Lucy being Lucifer, you know, Lucifer and everything. And I can, you know, I, I turn, make rap, born rappers, you know, I like how they sold their souls because they was quote unquote born rapper to kind of get on and, and go for a different sound. So I thought Lucy, instrument, instrumentation wise, I thought it was amazing. I, I, lo I loved it, man. I loved that joint. Um, the beginning of Institutionalized, I can hear Erykah Badu on that. Like, it was certain features, even though I love the features that was on there. Mm, but I'm like, mm. man, he need to do a track with Erykah Badu. I, I felt that element on that. I felt Andre 2000 on this. But enough of that, though. The album, I thought the album was amazing from front to back. I still play it today. I love it. It's a great album. Great, great album. This album is the prime example of why it's not a good idea for us to do like a same day or two day review. Right. And I'm gonna tell you why. Because when I first listened to this project, I was just like, nah, I'm not fucking with this. It, it wasn't that I thought it was bad, it was just like, I'm not fucking with these songs. As time progressed, my 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 attitudes about it did shift. And then I, I was like, man, so I'm trying to compose my thoughts for this review. Because I listened to this album, I can't even tell you how many times. And it was I was like racking my brain because it was like, if I say that I love it, People are gonna say, oh, you don't critique hard enough. If I say I don't like it, people are gonna say, oh, you critique too hard. So it was like, either way, you're just not gonna win because your fucking opinion is not gonna match everybody else's. So at, at some point I was just like, you know what, fuck it. I, I like this album, I don't love it. <clears throat> I think it's a great album, but I enjoy Good Kid Mad City more. Here's the thing though, I enjoy the message behind this album way more simply because it's a really important message and it's easier to relate to the average person. Um, Good Kid Mad City was really a story about a certain section of people. This can relate to all of us. So that was what I enjoyed mostly about this project. Um, when it started with Wesley's Theory, I was like, okay, this is cool, this is cool. And I liked the whole juxtaposition of you have the, the rapper that's trying to get wealthy and then just, you know, wants to just fucking flip out and buy a whole bunch of bullshit. Mm -hmm. And then you have Uncle Sam at the end where he's talking to the to the rapper being like, basically give me all that money back. Yeah, go buy all this bullshit, you know. And I think that that whole idea for that one song pretty much translated throughout the entire rest of this project because that song was really about knowing your self-worth and it's about knowing what other people think you're worth. And when you're looking at outsiders, it's like, okay, all they see in you is money. But then when you know your self-worth, you know you're way more than that. That's a really, really, really important message for people to understand. And, you know, for free, I mean, obviously that song is, is it's funny, but it's, at the same time, it's pretty deep too. But King Kunta, that song's amazing. That song tied with, with Black of the Berry for my two favorite tracks of this whole project. Um, but here's the thing. There were a couple songs that I really just did not enjoy. And before people start typing, I see y'all motherfuckers typing right now. Before y'all start typing this, look, when I say that I wasn't really digging a song, it was not because I didn't get it right. or I didn't understand <clears throat> the meaning behind it. Because every single song on here had a great meaning that I think is very important 
especially for black youth to hear. So it was not the messages. I'm talking about aesthetically yeah. and sonically. Yeah. There were certain songs that I really just wasn't vibing to. These Walls was one. I could not get behind the sound of that song. Mama, I didn't really care for. And I'm going to the tracks I didn't like before. You know, uh, Complexion, I couldn't really get behind that song either. Mm. Um, sorry, Ken. Um, <laughs> you Ain't Gotta Lie, I, I didn't love that song. And again, this was not the idea because You Ain't Gotta Lie, I love the idea behind that song. The whole idea of, of you not having to pretend to be somebody just to fit in, especially when the things that you're pretending to be are not all positive things. <laughs> I loved um, Institutionalized, and I thought that was really interesting, the whole, the idea of it being institutionalized, but then you can tell he's saying institutional lies, and I, and I really didn't get it at first, but once I, I heard the whole line about college, and you know the whole idea of dream is a dream until unless work follows it. I was like, okay, it's institutional lies. That's that's pretty deep. You was especially deep when you when you compared that with I, where you have you this whole idea of of self hatred and all of these things that you've been told about yourself, and at some point you start to internalize those things, and then you start to believe them, and then you start to project them on other people, like the whole oh man, you too, you so black da 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 da. da. You know what I mean? So like, I thought that was really deep, and then when you get to I, it's so interesting how he flips it back the other way. And for the record, that song is actually growing on me now. I had said before when we first heard that track, and we talked about it, that I need to hear it in the context of the album, because I did not like it by itself. Hearing it on the album, I actually like this song now. And I especially like the fact that he threw in a live version, and I loved that part at the end where he's talking about Oprah and Negus. I had to look it up and make sure he wasn't bullshitting. So I've never heard that before. Don't try to act like y'all knew that. No, I said that too. Not you. Kim was looking at me like, all right, you're that motherfucker. I was. I didn't say anything. Watch Hidden Colors, man. Say what? Watch Hidden Colors documentary. Hidden Colors one and two. What are you saying? Watch Hidden Colors. Watch Hidden Colors. Okay. Colors. Colors. Yeah, it's a, you know, the man documentary about us and melanin and all of us. Melanin, <laughs> our melanoids, oh. you know, us melanoid people. Just checking. And I love the ending with Mortal Man. I thought that was a great way to close it. Um, but again, I, I love the message behind this project. I can't say that I loved every single song on this project. I'm sorry guys, you can go ahead and start getting pissed off now, typing your fucking comments, that's okay. But I'm not gonna sit here and lie. You ain't gonna lie to kick it, my nigga. And I'm, you so know. you appreciate what he did with this album? Of course, okay. of course. I appreciated the fact that he, uh, I appreciate the fact that he took a chance. I appreciate the fact that he experimented with different sounds. Um, it's just all of those sounds in particular did not all work for me aesthetically. Again, the lyrics, what he's talking about, the message, I think is extremely important. I think that a lot of people need to hear it. It's just, there were certain songs I was like, oh, I'm not really digging this, skip. But but in the grand scheme of the album, that's like four or five songs out of the whole album. The majority of the rest of this, I I liked. I liked the fact that, that, that the album was very honest. I liked the fact that Kendrick chose to talk about self-love as well as personal responsibility when it comes to what is going on in the black community. Because I think that a lot of people think that you have to pick one or the other. You can't have both, and that, I don't think that that's fair. Mm -hmm. You have to have personal responsibility in order to have 
unappreciated self-worth because you have to know like, okay, if I'm fucking up, I gotta know that I'm fucking up so I can change that to be a better person. I don't understand why people have such a problem with, with black men talking about the black beauty and saying, look, we're fucking up in this area. Yeah. We need to fix that. You do better. Right, right. Shit, Kendrick, man, if you watching, yeah, I, I think you three for three. I don't know what the hell to tell you to do, bro. Like, keep go four for four. You know, I, I definitely think you could do it. You definitely have the talent. You definitely have the production, and you have the creativeness to create something that nobody else can do. And you are definitely individualistic. And I enjoy your music, and just keep doing great shit. I love this album, um, and and I'm glad that that you're putting out work like this. Um, you know, uh, look. I'm a ch I'll challenge you, man, because I don't know if you could follow this up. I think it's, it's really that that great of an album. So I, I want to see what you do next, um, you know, as far as an album, because I know you're always trying to, you know, top your previous work. I think you said that before. Um, so, man, just just keep doing what you're doing, man. And, and, and I love the fact that you're not sacrificing yourself, your integrity, um, your values for the industry and as you've seen up to this point uh, It's definitely been a formula that worked for you and um, And just just keep doing it man because we need a voice like you that has the reach that you have to continue to put out content and messages like that because I think is is there's a void that's been missing on the level that you're at so um, Keep it up man. Yeah, uh, Kendrick uh, shout out to you man to like for really like using your fame to progress artistically and to say something that's socially relevant, man. Like that's 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 big on this on for you being a mainstream artist that you are to, to do that with this album. Kudos to you. And um yeah, just like uh, FIFO can uh, you you batting one hundred, man. You, you put the, with your albums and mixtapes. I have not heard a whack album or mixtape from you yet since you've been since I've been a fan of you, so keep it up. I think this is a great project. Um and even the songs that I wasn't a huge fan of I couldn't say they're bad songs they're still good songs because they're better than a lot of other songs so they're still great songs I just think that the amazing songs were so much more amazing than those few that I didn't really care for um I think that more than anything more than Kendrick being a great rapper more than Kendrick being a visionary as far as how an album is laid out and how an album is distributed how, all that stuff what I think is most important about him is that he's one of the very few, and I didn't say the only one, the very few artists that are at his level that are willing to speak about issues that are actually important. And he knows that he has the ear of not just black people, he has white people. He has old, like, he has young, like, so it's really great that he's using that platform to, to really talk about real shit and not just be overly preachy, not blame everybody, actually take some accountability himself. I just think that that's really important. So I think that just on that basis alone that this is an extremely important album, I think that everyone should go listen to it. And like B said, I'm not worried about you following up your last project or outdoing your last project. I would just like you to stay consistent. You know, don't don't worry too hard about putting out something that's better than the last project because that's when people get fucked mm -hmm. up. All that said, I think this album's great. You did a great job. Please keep talking about these issues that very few rappers are willing to talk about because they're scared or they don't care. And one last thing, please, 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 
pluck J-Rock in the back of the ear and tell that motherfucker to release his album. Please. Because yeah. yeah. we're waiting on that shit. Please. Oh That's it. I am, yes, I need that J-Rock album. I